Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. And that was the only time I Riley, was like, I, mm, I don't know Riley. if uh, this is the woman of my dreams anymore <laughs> after that day. I had put my phone in my purse and we get up to leave and I realize that I don't have it and I go back and it's gone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher. Happy 4th of July. I hope you all had a beautiful and safe Independence Day. Uh, I have um, Riley back on the episode today, which means that he must be on my good side. (laughs) Yes, you are. Uh, We have a lot to cover today, Uh, so we might as well just get into the episode. Here we go. Hi, baby. Hello. How was dropping off Piper today? You know, it wasn't bad. It was a little sad. Well, Why? I don't know. The question really is, is it more sad if your child cries Yeah. when you drop them off? Or is it more sad when they don't cry? <laughs> They're like, bye. Yeah. Peace out, daddy. That's how I felt today. Oh, she was you like, wanted her to cry. She gave me a high five and she just walked right in and I was like, oh, okay. You're fatal. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. So we're taking Piper to this daycare called Bumo here in Newport Beach. I've talked a lot about it on Instagram. Um, They're really great because it's a sort of drop-in basis. You do have to get on a wait list, but they're just, it kind of reminds me of like the Montessori schools and it's all about, um, you know, learning how to, uh, what is it like? Uh, what are they called? Ugh, now I'm blanking. Oh. What does Montessori teach you? Do you know? Life skills? Yes, but like... Creative life skills? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't actually go to a Montessori and I don't Neither read did I. that much about it. I just... <laughs> I went to the schools and I had to do all the all the walkthroughs and now I'm forgetting what it's called. But anyhow... um Sensory. It's like sensory things and, you know, like grabbing a broom and learning how to like sweep the floors or tracing themselves and learning about like just random things. Okay. Okay. I'm really not the best spokesperson for this, but I'm not even a spokesperson. Anyway. So 
but like super clean and nice and pretty. And all the girls are so sweet and like always like, like just like smiley and happy. And I don't know, it's just, it, it's really, really lovely to like just be able to drop her off. It's from nine to one. It's easy. I take her a little snack and a little lunch or they can provide a lunch. Um, anyhow, so we've been taking her to this little Bumo place. Um, Riley had gone once before. And today I was like, you know, you've been gone for three days, but you've been in Napa, which we're going to talk about. And I was like, I think daddy's going to take her today. Even though mom had like 30 minutes to like get her hair done and change her and get her breakfast and get her lunch and, you know, do all the things as moms do. Good job, mom. (laughs) Keep it up. <laughs> and I dropped her off, though. Yes, you did. And she had a great time on drop-off. Yeah? Okay. Well, at least she wasn't crying. She, sure. didn't, she didn't ask for me at all, did she? No. Nope. Okay. Is that sad <laughs> <laughs> as well? Okay. Well, it's all right. I'm going to pick her up and bring a little treat. Somebody's fatal. By the way, didn't tell you. So, Well, I did tell you, but I didn't tell you guys at home. Uh, so a few days ago, I picked her up from school and... I was like, oh, how did today go? Because normally they like sort of debrief you really quick like on how they how they did. And and like she did good. Um, didn't really play well with a friend today. And I was like, uh-oh, what happened? And she goes, Well, Piper hit uh her with a hammer, her <laughs> little hammer on her hand. And I shouldn't be laughing because it's not funny. And I was like, oh, I wasn't laughing in real time. I go, oh no. It was a plastic hammer. Okay, but it was still a hammer, dear. I wanted to let everybody know. <laughs> and so I was like, oh no. And and apparently she like hit her upside the head with something. I don't know. Oh, Piper. And she's never done this before. And I was like, oh my gosh, who who was it? What was the who was the friend? Because there was like all the kids were getting out. And she was like, oh, it was her friend Skylar. <laughs> Do you know who Skylar's parents are? <laughs> They're Gretchen, Rossi, and Slade from Housewives of Orange County. And I turn over and there's Slade. And I was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I was mortified. By the way, I, we had met before and he, I don't think he recognized me. But I was like, I am so sorry. I'm mortified that she would do that. And I, and I made Piper apologize profusely to Skylar and said that we don't do that. And Slade was like, oh, it's all right. She has cousins that you know, they rough house all the time. I'm sure it wasn't a big deal. It's all right. Don't worry about it. But I was like, really, out of all the kids, Piper, you had to hit Skylar. Really? And can you tell her what, uh, tell everyone what Piper said to you when you asked what happened? She said, no, I, cause I said, why did you hit Skylar? And she goes, Skylar was angry and Piper were, was angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, Dad. It's he, she cute. shouldn't. That was cute. Okay. How she says it is cute. <laughs> so, you guys, this is why parenting is just—it's uh, just an uphill battle over here. Because everything she does, he's like, "It's cute," and I'm like, "It's not cute." Cute. I'm definitely bad cop, and you're a good cop. But we have this conversation all the time, right? We do. And I, mean, I appreciate that I'm a good cop. What do you mean you appreciate that you're a good cop? Because I like being the good cop. Because you're never home? Well, no, just because everything she does is cute. <laughs> the worst. How is I she know. supposed to learn right from wrong? 
we do right from wrong. Do we? Yeah, do I repeated you? everything that you said this morning about what is going to go on today when I dropped her off as well. Okay. It was like okay. a record, you know, you know. Just repeating. Just... Okay. Did you also say mommy's amazing and we love mommy and she's did you say all yes. those things too? Okay. Of course. And I said mommy's going to pick you up with a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> and she said I don't want a cookie. I want sprinkle cupcake or whatever. <laughs> sprinkle donut. donut. Sprinkle donut and she said two. Oh my gosh. And she pointed for both cup holders, one here and one here. Yeah. Because oh. there's a little donut shop that's right <clears throat> next door and they have like those little ball donuts. So I, the first time I dropped her off, I felt like I needed to get her something. So she hasn't forgotten that. No, she hasn't. <laughs> um, okay. Moving right along. So you were in Napa for three days and please tell the people why you were in Napa. Uh, I was in Napa for... Like a psalm, it's called psalm camp. So for psalm of the A's, uh, it is a camp that's put on by the tourism board of Napa. I just did this actually in Paso not too long ago, a few months ago. But that was cab camp. This was psalm camp Napa and put on by the same amazing people. Uh, they do an industry magazine and it's called the Psalm Journal and Tasting Panel Magazine. So all the editors are there that are in chief, Meredith May. So they invited me back because I didn't do horrible on the last one. You didn't embarrass yourself? I didn't embarrass myself. Oh, good. Yeah. So I was up there tasting wines from different parts of Napa Valley, different vineyards, talking about uh, different vineyards, different ter- like different terroir. Terroir was a long conversation what is terroir for people that don't understand what that is? So the simple term is that it is the, you can taste, it's what you taste and you understand where the grapes come from because you're tasting the terroir. The terroir is the soil, the composition, the climate, the region, you know, it's kind of all. The, it's all encompassing. It's not just what's under underneath the vine. But then we had a big long conversation and I think everybody that was there is more confused because the winemakers do not agree um, with this kind of blanket statement because they're like, well, are we terroir since we're making the wine and we can manipulate the wine? And there's, you know, not, these are very high-end wines, so they're not manipulated. Um you know, they make great wines and they, they're like a great chef putting it together, putting this recipe together. But the cheaper wines, some, you, you can put over 150 different additives into a wine mm-hmm. to make it taste good. Make mm-hmm. it even taste like a wine because it's not fully fermented or whatever the case may be. And they just rush the entire process. What are some of those wines? Uh, Mayomi would be one. Um, oh, oh. It's just yeah. so sweet. I mean, now now tasting the difference between like a Mayomi and like a higher end wine, you can, well, and that's what gives you the headaches, right? Yes. It's all the sugars. It's all that, all the additives that ends up, what, what causes your teeth to turn purple? That's just the juice. Okay. That's nothing to do. And just like yeah. your own. Oh, my teeth. Uh, it, it sucks because you do these tastings and you're doing these tastings bright and early in the morning, like 8.30 in the morning. And... I'm I'm spitting everything. It's so freaking early. And you're like, I've drink cab all day, which sounds like an amazing time, but it is 
a strenuous time on your palate when you're actually trying to pick up all these nuances and everything. And your teeth are just, your teeth are just stained and you're like, so I I have, I I take, I sneak a toothbrush in my pocket. Yeah. It's genius. And I take a toothbrush around with it. You should take a little mini one. I know. I almost got one from the front desk. Like a kid's, like a Piper. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like a little travel one. Um, but I think it's also like part of like your enamel as well. Like I have very thin enamel and so mine tend to turn dark very quickly uh but, they would have really been dark real but, quickly but on i this have one. noticed like i feel like the better wines turn your teeth darker than the other ones well but you also love a good cab oh maybe that's why so, like pinot noirs don't exactly tend to do so that. you know the darker the grape not that cab is a dark grape but there's cab franc petit verdot these blending grapes that go inside of it that are like luscious purple yeah. and yeah you know, and that's what really get your teeth real quick. So, okay. So everyone was sort of, <clears throat> uh, and there were 16 of you, right? That went up to this yeah, one. So there but, was, and by the way, why do we call it a camp? That's, that feels very like kid camp. Cause why not? Go to summer camp. I don't yeah. know. It just sounds weird. It doesn't sound what as like. adult doesn't, doesn't want to go to a camp? You know, we're me, like, me, sign me, me up. Fucking me right here. <laughs> I do not want to go to a camp. No, thank you. You haven't been to this camp. This is a great camp. You yeah. would love to go to camp. I know. You'd be like, I want to go to I, con- cab camp all the time or psalm camp all the time. Oh, can I just go with just girlfriends? Yes, yeah, sign me up for sure. Uh, <clears throat> I know, but it just sounds, it, I mean, it's much more like elegant. So it just camp just makes it feel so cheesy. Anyways, the terror. Terror. Uh, so no one could agree on no. what the terroir actually consists of. Uh, correct. Okay. So, so you guys all don't know. So still. we were very confused. Oh, and, and didn't you mention something about how they're frustrated that they don't even, they can't even decipher what it is. And yet the teachers who go and teach you guys in Psalms and whatever are giving you guys sort of direction on, on specific information on terroir, if you will. Um, and they're like, but that's not even what we're saying. So they're just taking it and yeah, sort the, of. S- the people that make the wines and own the wineries and stuff don't agree with the people that are teaching the Psalms. So the master Psalms and the educators of wine are teaching us this is what the loose definition of terroir is, but that is absolutely not what, what everybody we are talking about agrees here. Yeah. with. So, so it's just really fascinating, and they they think there's a lot of politics involved. There's too much tradition involved in this because, yes, you know, probably in '71, <clears throat> that's what we talked about. It probably is terroir, but it's really. With more science, more data, more everything, it's like, well, it can't just be this one simple thing. And um, on a simple scale, you, because one of the winemakers is um, from Israel, mm-hmm. uh, and he has his family owns a winery in Israel. That's supposed to be pretty epic. I have not tried it, but I look forward to that trying that. And then, um, and so then he had, uh, he has a a winery now in Napa mm-hmm. and he's a winemaker. So he was like, well, but where is terroir? Cause California, right? California grapes as a whole kind of taste the same. You know, if you're getting a cab from California, it's going to be bigger and jammier and everything. Even if it's a lighter, we just have 
really decadent wines versus like a Bordeaux. So when he took a bottle home, they just knew it was from California. Interesting. It doesn't matter. So then it's like, okay, is terroir Napa Valley? Because by definition, it's only 40 acres. You should, um, and, but it's like, well, but you can taste, if you're not from the U.S., you wait. can taste the California cab. Okay, wait. Now I'm, now I'm getting confused. See? Terroir though. Yeah. Is that a type of a soil? Exactly. No, I can't tell you. Because, no. well, and that was one fascinating thing. Or is this, or is that just, or is that a terminology? Is it, is it terminology or is it describing a type of soil that's no. in the dirt well, or like underground? What I was taught, it was basically the soil. So then you knew where it came from and maybe a little bit of climate that goes along with that. So like what's in Europe? What's the soil in Europe? Well, that's what's fascinating is Napa has, you can't, and that's why they were arguing this. They're like, Napa has 50%, just in this one valley, has 50% of the world soil types in the valley. So, um, so what you're getting, what, what you could be getting, <clears throat> what, what you could be making in Europe, you could be making in Napa. Right. Any like places around the world. So it's like, well, but the temperatures are going to be different. different. Everything, exactly. Is, everything right. else changes, but right. the soil types the same. So then how can you say it's part of soils, the thing of terroir when it's like, well, that's clearly not it. The climate, we have similar climates here as other growing regions in the world. So then it's like, it can't just be the climate. Yeah. Right. So it's right. like. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just, There's just like so many things that go into it. it. I think, yeah. I think I would just assume that let's fast forward 20 years. I don't think terroir is going to be a thing. You don't? <laughs> no. You think there's going to be another terminology? It's going to be different terminologies yeah. that it has to break up. It's just one of those things that is not going to work. What do you think the future of wine and wine making is going to look like? Uh, oh, didn't you say something about the bottle? Oh, yes. So... So I'm big on sustainability and, uh, and I try to get better every day. I'm not great at it, but, um, try to get better, more knowledgeable on sustainability and, um, best practices. So a lot of the wineries are creating and now are creating this cool kind of coalition right now. And it's becoming part of legislation where you have to make, meet these ex- Y and Z marks. So then you can actually be part of this group. So there's the biodynamic group. There's the organic farming, you know, but now there's even one that's a little bit higher and it's sustainability. So because now it's more about, yeah, you can be an organic farmer and use lots of water. Right. 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 <clears throat> but now it's more about sustainability. So you're most likely doing the organic practices you are now, but you're taking it further. Your, your winery, you know, it has uh, recycling. So any rain that comes through gets filtered through the parking lot mm. at cake bread that actually got filtered through. They put in a new parking lot. So that's stone. So then it goes through it. Then it goes into the aquifer, gets pumped into the pond. So by the time it's pumped into the pond, it is basically treated already. So it gets rid of, any of the oils and stuff that cars left or whatever, mm -hmm. because it's getting filtered through different layers of um, the uh, your earth and the soil. And then it goes into this pond, it gets treated, and then now it, it becomes uh, water for the vineyards. Look at that cake bread. Yeah, it was very impressive. Do you like cake bread? Um, they do 
some stuff that's good. Like their higher it, end stuff. It, it's just not my uh, favorite. I mean, I really like what they're doing. And they have changed from 15 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. They've, when I kind of was really introduced to cake bread and they're one of the biggest, because um, they're very chef driven in a sense as well. So, uh, so I liked them back then and then I kind of got over them, but then this trip inspired, they were in, inspirational. So then I asked, okay, so what in, they have more resources than a restaurant, even a hotel or they have more focus because it's just right there. They have one plant, like Marriott as a hotel group has a lot of resources, but they can't focus on one sustainability across the board because they have, you know, so many 3, yeah. hotels in different countries and everything. So, so these guys have really honed in resources. Um, and I said, okay, well, you guys are studying this. You guys have a lot of resources. You have a lot of, um, consultants coming in to help you with this and become more sustainable. So how, what do we, or what can we do as buyers in the industry to help, um, be Come more sustainable for everybody. And he said, you know, it's funny. I just grabbed a bottle to weigh it because I think bottle weight is the thing that we, you guys as buyers and sellers need to educate the consumer on mm-hmm. because Meaning what? bottle weight, like you get that really expensive, beautiful bottle and it's heavy. Yeah. Right. But shipping that bottle making that bottle, none of that is sustainable, right? right? So it's almost, you know, 20 years ago with the plastic bottle was thick and now they have better technology and now they're like paper thin that can fit inside of the cap, right? right? So then they're easier to recycle and reuse. But now with wine bottles, it's still tradition that it's like, okay, the traditional expensive bottle needs to be heavy, right? but it doesn't need to be heavy. I mean, so he's saying educate them that it doesn't have to be heavy exactly. anymore. Like explain, so we need, explain why it's not. So we need to now educate people. So then it's like, okay, the this is still a, a hundred and fifty dollar bo- bottle. Right, right. That's fine, but yeah, it's light. Right. Well, because explain it's why. sustainable. Yes. Now, now shipping costs is easier. Recycling is easier. Everything just becomes easier with that bottle. So why wouldn't we do that? Because it should be the juice in the bottle that is the right. What, expense, what, what drives not up the. Though? not the bottle itself yeah. and chimney rock does, um, which is a great producer. Uh, but they do, uh, very high end wines and their bottles are not this big, massive bottle and they don't have pushback. Right. So Never heard just, of them. they're, they do a really good job. I think, I think we've had one bottle over the Where years. do you buy that? Um, you can buy it at probably at grocery stores and stuff, but oh, okay. total wine for sure. And okay. those type. So it's readily available. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I forget to take care of myself. I think I'm always go, go, go that I forget that my mental health and my sanity also needs a little TLC. Um, and, and you know, like, 
how well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life, right? That's how our brains work, so why don't we treat them that way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life, so it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. I know for me, once I started BetterHelp, it actually changed the way that I was as a mom and a fiance and a friend and a daughter because it changed my entire life and how I saw things and dealt with things. Um, Therapy is just so important. So BetterHelp Online Therapy uh, offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's so much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash humble. That's betterhelp.com slash humble. Okay, we talked about this before, but I know that your to-do list, everything on there is lingering, but it's time, parents. It's time to cross off one of the most important things on your to-do list, and that is life insurance. Fabric makes getting a great term life insurance policy for your family quick, easy, and surprisingly very affordable. Fabric was built by parents for parents to help make it easier to manage your family's finances. Fabric is all online, so everything is on your schedule. You don't need to schedule anything uh, or make time for phone calls or appointments. Just apply online when it's convenient for you. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply. See your quote and personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. You could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great quality policies like a million dollars in coverage or less than a dollar for less than a dollar a day. That's crazy. Fabric also has over 1,600 five-star reviews on trustpilot.com and it's fully backed by Vantis Life, one of the most trusted names in all of life insurance since 1847. So you can feel confident that you're getting a high quality policy that is perfect for your family. Protect your family's financial future with Fabric. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash humble. That's meetfabric.com slash humble. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash humble. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantis Life. Not available in New York and Montana. Price is subject to underwriting and health questions. So is is the price of wine going to go up just like champagnes or is that just a completely different industry? No, champagnes went up because they lost 70% of their harvest. That's right. Which Napa in 2020 lost a majority of their harvest because of the smoke. Fi- the fires, so, yeah. Because it was um, St. Serpili Winery. They picked two days right before the fires on their... No way. But only their Sauv Blanc. So they didn't get any um, Cabernet Sauvignon. So they only got Sauvignon Blanc from their highest vineyard. So they only made 2,000 bottles in 2020. Wow. And so they, those prices must have... So everything... You'll see prices go up uh, for the 2020 vintage, but then it'll come back down for the rest, you know. So... Well, uh, with inflation as well. Who knows yeah. how much everything is going up. Exactly. 
Okay, interesting. What else did you learn? Anything else? Oh, I mean, I learned a lot. Uh, it was I, I, Napa Valley itself. You get to learn, you know, soil types and compositions, but then you, the weather patterns and um, there's w- different r- AVAs within the Napa Valley, right? So the um, area designates for different types of, uh, are because there's different climates within the valley. So you have uh, the Mycomas mountain range, the Baca mountain range on the two sides and it's a true valley. So it goes up and it gets smaller as you go. Um, and Rutherford AVA is the widest part of the valley. Uh, but you have Mount Veter and then like Soda Springs on the Mayacamas, which is wetter, right? So you will get, um, like Soda Springs, which is like up by the Northern side of the valley, St. Helena and Calistoga, that will get like 55 inches of annual rainfall. And then if you So what go, does that do to the grape? Well, so it, it's just a different climate because now you have forest yeah. up there. So you don't have as much heat as you would. So if you go on the other side in the Maka Mountain Range, it's the one on or the east side of the valley. So it is dry, big boulders and rocks. and And it's relatively new. It's really been producing great wines for maybe 15 years mm. right whereas the mayacamas have been producing since the 70s um and great stuff so they they've won like a best riesling in like the early 80s or something like that best riesling in the world from one vineyard and that but then on vodka mountain range it's 30 to 35 are inches of annual rainfall so that's a huge difference and then it's hot and it's dry and And but what does that do to the grape well it's more about the farming because you're going to now pick earlier Mm. on the other side right on the drier side you're going harvest earlier so you're going to have a different early harvest it still gets colder so if it was on the valley floor and that temperature probably grapes you wouldn't be making world-class wine but because it's high enough elevation because they're over uh they're like 1100 feet and above elevation so you get those cool nights so you get the uh uh, diurnal effect so it's your swing from day to night is more like 30 to 40 degrees whereas on the valley floor you have a much shorter and smaller diurnal swing, you know, <laughs> it, it's it was all, all very, geeky. Yeah, it's all no, it geeky. is. It it's is. Fun. And I love it. It's very cool, but you're definitely losing me. Right if now. we were drinking wine and I was talking about it, you would get it. <laughs> That's true. But, but I'm drinking to, coffee. Uh, no, we have to, we have to do this with wine. So then you can taste it's, and appreciate it. You can taste the difference. That's true. And know? everyone is probably in their cars, driving to work or home from work. So I but, hope they're all going to go buy a nice, okay, beautiful, but tell Napa them what to drink. Uh, what give give us like a good like handful of of wines or one or two whatever <laughs> uh well we'll go kind of just down a quick spectrum so then you have options okay there we go i like it all right listen up girls and then there can be uh some i can probably throw out some price points i don't know why i called you guys girls <laughs> listen up ladies and gentlemen okay go uh so you have 
Domaine Carneros, their Brute Rosé, Method Champenoise, quite delicious, right? You can be drinking that all weekend long, right? It's great. Uh, then you have... What's the price point on that? I think it was 33 or 40 That's not bad. So it wasn't bad. Okay. Um, then you have a Cubason, uh Sauvignon Blanc Carneros is nice. 100% stainless steel. They make three different kinds. Um, but the entry level is $25. Okay. Delicious. Acumen Peak Sauvignon Blanc, which is pretty epic, but it's high elevation. 2019. Um, and it's, they use some kegs, which is an interesting technique. They use neutral oak and new oak and it's organically farmed and it is $75, but it's high fruit. So high, high mountain fruit. So it's always going to be a little more expensive. Peju province, which was an interesting, it's like a white red it's okay. su- it, because they use ha- why don't we call they, that a rosé <laughs> well because they use uh it's not the skin contact that the, it's making oh. the rosé it's they're literally using half uh, of the grape white and half red wine different different grape varietals so there's some grape varietals in Got there it. that are white um but it looks red or it looks it, it's pink okay but it's like d- much darker than a rosé okay um but they're Again, it's not the skin contact. They're actually making, using a blend of white grapes and red grapes. Um, So I think there was like six or seven grapes that went into it. And it's $32. Is it sweet? Is it? It is. You can get a little sweetness, but it's only one, uh, one and a half percent um, residual sugar. So it's not much. Um, So it's even lower than a champagne. Okay. A brute champagne. And it, you could drink it cold chilled you could not drink it chilled like it's it's just an interesting wine it's their number one selling wine at Peju hmm. at 32 dollars. Okay. and then you have silverado cab franc uh from coombsville and that was quite delicious um i want to say that was in the 48 to 55 dollar range uh and that was from mount george and then you have Pope Valley uh, Cab Franc from Peju, which is $75, which was also delicious. And um, are there specific years that we're buying? Uh, well, what, what's going to be in the store is what we're going, what we try okay. to do. Okay. So. All right, so ladies and those, gentlemen, you know, those are your, that's your list. That's what you should be drinking. Uh, that was a lot. I may have to jot that down and post that in my newsletter. Uh, Riley's picks of the month. Ooh. Do you like that? I do like that. Okay. It's fun. It's happening. So make sure to go sign up for the newsletter and you will see all of Riley's picks. Um, okay. That's all very exciting. And I'm glad you're home safe and sound. Me on the other hand, I was not sipping. Yeah. What were you doing? Wines (laughs) (laughs) or roses. Uh, I was taking care of your daughter. Oh, there was one day I saw you at Javier's, right? You did go to Javier's. (laughs) You know, I actually went to Javier's twice while you were gone. Oh, wow. Out of three. Well, I was only gone for two and a half days. (laughs) So, wow. I went on Monday and Wednesday. Monday, because you actually had me go to the Kevin Hart launch of his new tequila, which by the way, um, is delicious. 
And do you know the name of it? It is, it's the Coromino. It's so damn good. Jackie's obsessed with the tequila. I took Jackie. So Riley was like, Hey, do you want to, I can't go to the launch of Kevin Hart's tequila. Do you want to go? It's at Javier's Newport. I was a little hesitant because I didn't really want to run into people, but I was like, eh, it's all right. It'll be fine. Ended up taking Jackie with me. Um, and it was, it was, it was a good time. Met someone that listens to the show. She was like, I was just listening to you today. <laughs> Very sweet. It was oh, Wendy. Yeah. I'm glad you went. I'm glad I went too, actually. It was very lovely. It was very nice and very free, <laughs> which we like at Javier's. Anyhow, uh, that was fun. And then I also went on Wednesday with Jackie again and her mother-in-law and my mom and the kids and everyone. And, and I'm actually going back today. <laughs> and that one wasn't free. That one was not free. And today's is not free. And today's is wow. not free. I know. But you know... There's always something to celebrate. Okay, moving right along. Um, I want to talk to you about another thing. Oh, you got a new car. I did. And brr, drum roll, please. You got oh, a Tesla. Oh my goodness. Just the Model Three, though. It's yeah. but it's honestly my favorite car I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I so, still love it. He had the Audi. Uh, <clears throat> which one? S four. Was very sporty, very manly. And he was debating about getting a new car because it was his lease was up and... And they wanted to charge an extra $400 a month for the new model. Yeah. I was like, I'm not paying $1,000 a month for a damn car. Yeah. Well... That was silly. Yeah. Uh, you know, an S4, get out of here. And then the whole Tesla experience is so <clears throat> interesting, right? Because you just, you never speak to anyone. Everything is done just through your phone even picking up the car. I mean, everything is done via your phone. I think they really studied and they did a great job at studying like Amazon because you can buy it on your phone. There's no hassle. It's super easy. And you're almost excited when you get it because instead of going to a car dealer, you know you're going to have to sit there in the right. damn waiting room for two hours or three hours. It's your whole entire day buying a damn car. And there's some sleazy salesman trying to... Get not you, all sleazy. You're right. They're not all because my guy that I that helped me at Audi, he was a great guy, and I complimented him too. Um, but it's just that whole idea of buying a car, right? Like is they're going to scam you. They're going to exactly. try to upcharge you. I will say though, I feel like I do sometimes. Like I, when <clears> I have to, when I have like call customer service, whatever, I like speaking to somebody. Oh well, you can text somebody, and you can you can call. But okay. Because I'm like, but, I, liked, I like asking questions and, and speaking to a physical person that can answer that versus just like having to figure it out on my own. Well, they are called your curator or something like that. So they mm -hmm. text you and say, oh, my name is so-and-so. I'm here to help you with any questions you might have right. while purchasing your new Tesla. And I don't ask any questions ever. So I didn't have to ever talk to them. <laughs> but it was like, done, done, done. Super easy. That just so then when you get it, they say your Tesla's ready. They send you the address. You you fill out all the documents before you get there. You go up. You show them your ID, and then they just hand you your keys. No, because well, they hand you your key, and then your car, your phone's already hooked up. So it's literally that easy, and you drive away. 
and they send you tutorials on how to drive it because it's it's like a go-kart versus a car it's just so fun you know just a lot that gives me anxiety i just like an old school get in my car and I, I know gadgets. I understand it. Yours has nothing. It is like yeah, no futuristic. Gadgets, no nothing. It's easy. It's an it's, iPad it's on intuitive wheels. intuitive braking, which I drive with my brakes. I don't know about you. <laughs> I am more She's on my... She's very expensive on her brakes. I know. I'm a terrible driver, but um, maybe I do need a Tesla then so that it just knows when I need to brake. Yeah. It's like a go-kart. Yeah. It's very interesting. Or a snowmobile. Uh. Okay, so quickly, I lost my phone. I went to the Maluma concert with... Well-deserved. I hate you. I went to the Maluma concert with Jackie, Jessica, and my cousin, Sergio, Julian, and I were, were dancing, we're singing, we're having the best time, and I had put my phone in my purse, and we get up to leave, and I realize that I don't have it, and I go back, and it's gone, and I, it, no one ever returned it. And I tried to do the whole find my phone. I tried to ping it, whatever. It was completely off. I could not locate it. It was so sad. So I could not get footage of Maluma, which is probably better because, because <laughs> I... I despise the guy <laughs> and Natalie I together fan- in the same room. <laughs> I fangirled so hard. I mean, like, embarrassingly hard. Yeah, you're embarrassing when... (laughs) Yeah, we've gone through this in life before. And that was the only time I was like, "Mm, I I don't know if uh, this is the woman of my dreams anymore (laughs) after that day, you know? And here you are still. We were in Miami years ago when we were first dating. And Maluma showed up to the beach, although Riley doesn't think it was Maluma, but I, I was told it was. And I was, I would, I was literally willing to do anything to just be in the same cabana as this man. And I couldn't do it. And I was, I was wasted and embarrassing and got kicked out. And that's all I talked about the whole night. And so Riley's traumatized. Um, but here we are. Yep. A child. And a home. And lessons learned. <laughs> you go to a Maluma concert, you lose your phone. And a couple of days before that, Jackie lost her phone at the beach. I know, that was wild. Like three days before that. Not even. Like days before that. And I, we were at the beach with all of our girlfriends and Jackie had her phone. And then we were getting packed up, ready to go. And she couldn't find it. Literally looked everywhere. And the next day, Jackie's like, oh my God, it's on the beach. We got to go back. So we got back in the car, went back to the beach, scene of the crime. We bought a freaking metal detector. Which is in my garage for some reason now. Because, um, well, someone returned it before <laughs> we could even use the metal detector. and uh, But we had gone like on a scavenger hunt for that thing. But anyways, um, so now we have a metal detector. Yay. Which would be fun for 4th of July. Maybe we go on the beach. We go try to find some some goodies. Do you know how much stuff we could probably find? I feel like it'd be good. No? Maybe. Not amazing. I mean, it'd be entertaining. Okay, last thing that I want to talk to you about. The book that you downloaded from Harvard. Mm-hmm. I talked about leaders versus managers. Can we just like sort of touch on the subject here? Well, we can only touch on it because I Only read two chapters. No, no. I just haven't really gone into it. I listened to it. So then I have to, you know, take the notes is hard while you're driving so i have to listen to it again because it's so fascinating 
but essentially, there. What do you know? What the name of the book is? Uh, emotional intelligence. Well, it's actually on leadership. The other one is actually called emotional intelligence. Okay. So there's a couple. Okay. So there's. So this so one. Which is one is on the one that you told me? Leadership. Okay. On leadership. Yep. Okay. So the book is basically saying that there are two types of people. Am I? Or we don't really know yet. Should, well, we, not, should there, we not touch on this until no, you read more about no, it? No, no. There's many types of people, but in a there's managers and there's leaders. Right. And that's the distinguishing factor that they're talking about in the book because there's many, many types of people. No, no, I understand that. And but in the workforce, right? There are leaders and there's managers. Managers are also leaders because you're doing the job as managing a team, but they are the ones that are more about SOPs. They're the ones getting the team to do the daily things, tasks, tasks mm-hmm. right? They're the tasks managers, right? Yep. And and then there's the leaders that are the people that are getting not only the entire company to follow them, they're also getting the managers because you cannot... They're, they're saying you cannot be both because uh, one is big picture in a sense. That's the easiest way sort to explain the, it. The visionaries. Yeah, it becomes the visionary because you're thinking, where is the company going? You're trying to lead the company in a direction for the long term, right? Even if you're trying to make your company more sustainable, right? Or more organic or more fresh or what. what more inventive. Right. Just the big you're, picture you're stuff. Coming up with those ideas, getting the managers to do the grind to the manage the team to now get the output. Right. Right. So so that's what they're saying in this. And that's quite it it's very fascinating because yeah. I think that's what I struggle with in my life is I kind of manage. I definitely have to be a leader, but I don't make enough time to lead for myself because I'm stuck in the weeds as kitchen saying goes because I'm doing some of the day too much of the day-to-day stuff right but now we have an executive chef at Lido House so hopefully I can, can now, step away from that and right. do and my lead. lead right because I have an executive chef I shouldn't be doing the day-to-day executive chef jobs well, I feel like you need to finish the book and I may have to listen to it too. And then we can sort of talk Ooh, more in great. depth about it. But I do think that it's interesting. What So when he, when he told me about this, this sort of concept, um, I was like, that's interesting because if you bring that into the home instead of the workplace at home, he is not a manager. He is not a task doer. <laughs> Um, definitely not. He is more, I think, big picture. And so, and I am definitely more of a manager in many regards, because I mean, that's what I used to do in my, my past life and my other career. And so I like getting things done. I, I know how to delegate. I can, I can work on, you know, work with the team to get things done. And when you told me that it almost made me feel like, Oh, okay. That's just not what your, maybe like not what your, um, your strong suit is. And so it's almost like I didn't, I I feel like I, 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 you sort of got off the hook with me a little bit of like why certain things aren't getting done in the house, you know? Cause I'm like, but that's just not him. But I got myself off the hook with a lot of things at work because I struggle because I'm in and out of, cause how my 
Marriott manages our hotels. So with Marriott management, they're pay, we pay them to manage our hotels. But with Lido House, it's our baby, so I work within it. But I don't have access to anything online. I can't do place an order. I can't write a schedule. I can't print a recipe. Right. So at But it's home, your vision. But it's my vision. But And a lot of the things are mine. Like the recipes and things are mine. So that at home, like, you know, when I can't get recipe access, I sent a message to you, hopefully hoping that you're home so then you can get on my laptop to then take a fit photo where I type my recipes. So then I can share it with the team because I don't have access. So it's hard. It's really, really hard. And uh, to manage in that type of setting because I'm supposed to be there for the team, but it's cumbersome and it's clunky and it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. And I've had this struggle of what my actual job is for since Lido House is open four years ago. Right. Because two years before that, I didn't have a kitchen or a hotel, so I didn't do anything, right? It, well, I did a lot, but it was visionary stuff. It was creating the concepts. It was thinking about where we're going to go. And... Uh, because of my background, getting people to follow right? without ever seeing me actually do anything. Right. And then the hotel opens. Now it's a day-to-day grind. And, you know, we never have hit our full stride yet because, unfortunately, because we ran into COVID as well on our year three where you're supposed to kind of stabilize and really get your wheels under you and the team's all built then COVID happened. So then now I'm back into the grind. Mm-hmm. And then, so I haven't got out of it. And then when I was reading this book, I was like an aha moment because I am, haven't managed a team directly where I'm their boss because all the associates, they're not our employees, they're Marriott's employees. So I'm not technically their boss anyways. I just have right. to lead them and they hopefully have enough respect for me that they'll listen to me when I say we need to chop those vegetables or this dish didn't taste well. Can you remake it? They don't, they could say no. And I couldn't do anything. Right. Right. So it's, a, it's true leadership, mm-hmm. but, and not any management. So it's, so it's fascinating. And then at home now I, uh, get away with it at home because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my personality type now. Right. And it's evolved into that. It's not what I did in Chicago. Right. So it's all, it's all very fascinating, but I think we need to read a little bit more about it and do a little part two to that. Because I feel like there's a lot to uncover there. Yeah. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Six months from now, I'll finally finish, and you can <laughs> look at it. And a year from now, 4th of July next year, <laughs> we will have part Great. two. Great. Cannot wait. <laughs> um, okay. Before we go, there are quite a few questions that I got on Instagram. I put a, a little Q&A box um, of Ask Riley Anything. Here we go. You ready? Let's just do, let's just try to do a little quick fire, uh, questions. Okay. Um, what's the highlight of your career? Uh, making my champagne and having my daughter named after my champagne. Oh, that's actually very good answer. Um, what was your first impression of me besides bitch? (laughs) Besides you blowing me off, uh, very, very, very attractive. (sighs) Well, that was my first, I saw a picture. (laughs) I was shown a picture and she said, Hey, look at Natalie. I mean, I guess he's honest. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. Um, did you give Natalie the code to your phone yet? <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you still abstaining from coffee? Uh, I had like, I'll have a coffee maybe once a month, but yes, better? for the most part. Yeah. I just don't need it. Yeah. 
Um, the difference between Newport patrons versus Idaho patrons. Oh, um, not in a bad sense. Idaho are Idaho patrons are much simpler. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they're not as demanding and bougie and bougie, mm-hmm. which I am. So then it, I can deal with the, I'm not saying anything bad about the uh, Newport patrons because I'm bougie too. How many kids do you want? Two max. <laughs> uh oh! If we have twins, we're screwed. Yep. Um, when are you going to marry this girl? Get on it. Oh, that is a gr- well. We just bought the house, so I have to save some money. Um, and you and the, I both. And then once we have money saved, then that's our next big adventure in life together. <laughs> uh, easy Alfredo sauce. Four ounces of butter, or one cup of butter. One cup of, I always think in grams, so it's hard. So, uh, one cup <laughs> oh, it's of... It's like, damn. Yeah, yeah. One, one cup of butter, one cup of flour, cook that together in a pot, then cream. Heavy cream? Heavy cream to, or you could use milk even, but cream, maybe it's half and half, uh, to consistency. So, probably two cups of that because it'll thicken up. Because of your, maybe it's three cups, because um, you can cook it down, but that'll thicken up because of the roux that you're making. And then your seasonings, and that's it. What kind of seasonings? Clove, onion, garlic. You say it so like, oh my gosh. I know. I would have but never thought a clove. A little bay leaf even, you know, okay. throw that in there. Okay. Due with the first baby in three weeks, any tips to prepare my husband for birth and postpartum? Uh, nobody can prepare for postpartum just because, you know, it's the thing. And yeah, but mine was like, was different. I it, lost my no, job. Like mine was just like a shit That's show. What, I don't know. What, I don't just be supportive. Yes, exactly. That's literally. Yes. All you can do is smile, be supportive, be there. If she says, take care of the baby, you just take care of the baby. And what if, about birth? And she needs naps. Make sure she gets naps. Yes. Nap time is important. Yes. Um, and birth? And the birth, yeah. Any tips on that for him? Uh, no, I have Make a playlist. Ooh, yeah. You a made playlist. A, you made a playlist for, for me yeah. and the baby. And they're all we, really cool songs. And it just like when we were in like the, the even in the, um, well, we, not when during the C-section, but just in the room when it was just us, he was just playing this playlist. And it was just nice. It felt like us. And, and it, yeah. And I, I would just say, be nice, be kind, embrace it in that sense because you, it's a short amount of time and it goes by fast. Mm-hmm. And truly, positive energy for me, I think, is why Piper is such a great kind of mellow child in a sense because of that. Just she came out before she came out. She was around positivity, great music, great fun, laughs, enjoying each other. And then talking to the baby in the belly uh, a lot and playing music to the belly. And then after the same exact thing. So it was like she was in a new world and she got to experience the same kind of safety. Yeah. On that note, I love you. I love you too, babe. Thanks for coming on. Um, I hope I didn't bore everybody with the wine because I go down my my tangents for a while, but drink some soon. Yeah, you guys have a list. Um, 
go sign up for the newsletter and go sign up for Patreon. And that's it. That's all I got for you. I love you. I love you too, baby. Um, I'm going to go Javier's now. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Love you. Bye. Thank you all so much. Uh, I love having him on the show. He's, he's a very special nerd to, <laughs> in my heart as he looks at me. Uh, I, I love him. And, um, and I hope that you guys learned a little bit. Go maybe have a glass of rosé or, or, or wine. And, and hopefully you can think of him when you do it. Go sign up for the Patreon to get exclusive episodes and ad-free shows and so much more. And I will see you all next week. And remember, stay humble and stay hungry. Oh.